0: Attached like You see the... the watch list? The default watch list? Default watch list. Default, default watch, watch list. list. <laughs> where is default it? watch I list. Get right it. Is. Is. Where?
1: You it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome back. We're back. It's good to be back. Episode number three. What's my mouse? Crazy. Dude, where's my Come mouse? Come on, we gotta get something up there. We can't have a blank screen. All right, welcome back to episode number three of the Daily Traders Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and this is my co-host, Jack. And it is good. It is very good to be back. And it is crazy how well people are are liking the podcast so far. The response on TikTok has been insane. Okay? Can we talk about this?
0: Yeah, it's been pretty unreal. I remember…
1: The third video we posted on the TikTok podcast account is at like 250K views, 10,000 likes… And that was your story. It was like your
0: first trade. Yeah, it was about, school. which is really funny because there, there was no caption or no context to like the story. the story. So people were in the comments like, this kid's an idiot. Like, this is not how you trade, which is right. It's not, you don't just blindly enter a trade because the price is low. But that was my first trade. And there was so, we'll do better at actually.
1: It was a good story. If you haven't seen episode one or two, make sure to go check those out. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all of the streaming platforms. So yeah, go check it out. Um, I'm feeling good in, in this, this episode today. Last week I was sick. The week before I was sick. Last week I made the mistake of uh, putting pre-workout in my Red Bull before we filmed. Yeah, no, I, I ne-
0: saw you doing that in the corner. I'm like, well, there's no way you're putting pre-workout in a Red Bull already. And then- I was glad you for it and then all of a sudden I see it start to like <laughs> smoke and bubble like some crazy chemical reactions going well, on inside there. What
1: happened on. was I put it in. <laughs> I put it in and it was like one of those like volcanoes, volcanoes, yeah, you know like, when you're in like in school, Have, were you, did you ever make one of those in school? You mix yeah. like uh baking soda I in. I didn't drink it though. And it, and it erupts, That's right? Difference. That's yeah. what happened. I don't <laughs> no, see I that. No, I waited for yeah. it to simmer down. I give it like 10 minutes and then I drank a bit of it. But I don't think it was done simmering down. Anyway, yeah. I was like 15 minutes into last week's episode, and like I just got like hit all of a sudden, like so nauseous, and so I was a little off. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but hey, if you guys don't know, the Daily Traders were like the largest trading and investing community out there. So and then you follow were. us both on Instagram. I've got 1.2 mil. This guy's got 250k, and then we got a mil on TikTok and 30k on YouTube.
0: Yep. Uh, the Weekly Trader, the Weekly Trader, the, the Daily, Daily Trader. trader. Links in the description.
1: Um, All right, a little disclaimer: we are not financial advisors. We cannot give any financial advice. This podcast should not be taken as financial advice. There's a full disclaimers in the description below. Uh, please do not take anything we say in this podcast as financial advice. Thanks. Bye. So yeah, I got you addicted. No, I got our editor addicted to caffeine <laughs> mm-hmm. because i have caffeine just red bulls right all over the apartment <laughs> yeah you and got- he's living with me so it's like
0: every every morning i hear this guy crack a red bull oh, yeah. for breakfast it's nice being at your place cuz it's just stocked with red bulls like there's never a shortage of red never. bulls which is great <laughs> and you actually did get me hooked on red bulls and what i started doing which is actually super messed up is I started sleeping with a Red Bull next to my, on my nightstand. <laughs> no, stop. Because I, I'm not a morning person I'm and the stock market is a morning person type of job. Cause it you is. know, you got to get up, you got to look at your watch list, got to make a plan. And especially when you live almost in a little more than an hour away from your office, you know, you're up at six in the morning doing that. So, but I'm not a morning person. So <clears throat> I have the Red Bull. I wake up, I'm like a zombie, I crack it, I drink it in bed. No, just cause You like, actually do that? Yeah, not last time. That's worse three times. than him. I've done it this guy last. has an appearance. And breakfast. it's like warm too. I wait until it,
1: after breakfast. I can't it's gross. It's
0: warm. It's super gross. But <laughs> I have to do it because I won't get out. I'm so I'll just go back to bed. Like yeah. it's really bad. Um hopefully I can come up with like a better way, a better method of waking up in the morning. Um, maybe like, like one of those beds in walls and grommet where Wait, what? You've never seen that? No. Well, there's an episode where, or I think it's most episodes, where his bed, when he wakes up, it like it like catapults him out of the bed, which would, oh, that would, which would really good. help you out.
1: Perfect. Yeah. You could just try like cold water. Yeah. The, Splash your face. Yeah. There you go. Amen. But hey, I want to talk about a recent trade I, I took inside the mentorship group, right? Because I call it all my personal trades for people to see and follow along if they so desire. And... um. Geez, the market's been the market has been a roller coaster the last yeah, like two months. Oh my god! Um, I won't bother pulling up. A but hey, this bucks. was a great trade. It was ticker symbol ON, which I believe is like a semiconductor company. I actually don't
0: half the time. I don't even look at the company that which I'm is trading, a, which is a good point. You should probably talk about because I, I feel like a lot of people think you know if you're going to invest, it, it all depends on your trading style, right? And I look so, at no fundamentals exactly. So fundamentals, external catalysts are definitely something you should pay attention to. But depending on your trading style. It's something you should, you know, de- like, delegate value to based on what you're actually looking for. Like, if you're just in a position for, you know, one or two days, the, you know, management structure of the company doesn't matter because that's not going to change in two days.
1: Yeah, like, I literally have no idea what the company is half time the time, half the time yeah. that I'm trading. And I, 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 I could care less, right? Because it doesn't matter with my trading strategy. Anyway, I, like, predicted this trade uh, as I as I normally do, posted it in the call-out section inside the mentorship, which is on Discord, and uh, sure, timing of the market and whatnot—it did help. But I ended up hitting that uh, prediction quite perfectly. Um, we made fifty percent profit yeah. on those contracts. their option contracts—I
0: uh, trade yeah. options. I actually made seventy-five percent. You held, yeah, you held yeah, them I a helped, little longer. I held them a little longer, and it went down even more.
1: But that was a two-day swing.
0: Yeah, um,
1: which is like kind of a typical whole period for me. Which is in between, like I guess three to five days is is kind of my my whole period. Uh, for swing trading and yeah 50 percent profit is is crazy and uh seeing all the members all the stud- all my students post their profits is just like wow yeah like this this works this is helping people like people are directly making money uh just from what i'm sharing it's yeah, no. really cool to see it's a really cool community I know. And it's like no one does this like i've said this every podcast but no one does this um, no, I didn't want to make this like a plug for the mentorship, but it was a great trade. It was really cool. Um, and I want to like pop a screenshot up there of like the uh, prediction and then the outcome. Mm-hmm. So we could do that right there. Yeah, was okay, so, a
0: um, Why did you hold longer? I just saw there was more room to drop and, you know, dealing with the current condition of the, you know, greater market. I'm sure, you know, now looking back, SPY had a crazy three day just freaking bear market. Um, well, actually, but I just saw there was more room to drop, so I, I held until the I don't I forgot what level it was, but there was another key level and held to there. Sold.
1: As of yesterday, um, the S and P closed in bear market territory. Yeah. Okay, and that means it's dropped uh, at least twenty percent from its peak. What is it like twenty three point? It's <clears throat> like down around twenty one percent on the year. Yeah. Twenty one point five three. And can we get a number here? What am I up this year on the trading call? It's 270? two seventy. Two seventy. Two seventy. Yeah. Two hundred seventy percent. And um, with an eighty percent win rate, so uh, greatly beating the the overall market, which is yeah. which is a great which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, no, you can either invest in S and P and lose 20. 21%. five three percent of your money, or make two hundred seventy yeah two hundred seventy percent. So,
1: but I think that's a really important thing to note. Is like I think a lot of people coming into the market, especially right now, <clears> think it's not possible to make money if the market is going down. Uh, when in, when in reality, that is not the case. Okay. Because you can short, uh, you can, you can still find stocks that follow or that go against the overall direction of the of the market. Right? Yeah, there are stocks that aren't going yeah. down; they're they're going well, you up know, while the market's going down. Well, you you it's have, just about finding the opportunities.
0: Yeah, you also have stocks like SQQQ, which is an inverse inverse
1: ETFs you yeah. can play. Of which Q- I know Ricky plays, Ricky Gutierrez. Yeah and um you could you know trade those uh there's plenty of opportunity to make money uh in a bear market
0: yeah gold gold uh indexes are a huge one cuz typically when there's not a lot of value in equities in the stock market uh investors will turn to gold as it's a harder asset and so that's you know it's another like there's inverse uh there's inverse opportunities for every you know downturn so if you see some but, you know and then there's shorts right you can short a Stock, uh, future, whatnot.
1: I was really, I'm bummed because Bitcoin. I, I, I'm a, <gasps> a big believer in Bitcoin. Yeah. I love Bitcoin, right? I've been invested for for many years, and um, I this would have been Bitcoin's time to shine. The market is now in bear market territory, right? It's been pulling back all year. Bitcoin. The theory behind Bitcoin is that like it's a safe haven kind of asset, right? It's, it's decentralized asset, market. and yeah. like, yeah, it. It, uh, unfortunately, it is following the overall market. When uh, I had hoped it would have kind of held itself up and and at least stayed around around forty fifty k, but it's dropped right back down to twenty thousand. It touched on yesterday,
0: yeah, which is insane. We were talking about like the other day, yeah, because we wanted to buy Bitcoin at twenty thousand, but you know we didn't think it was going to reach twenty thousand for you know a couple months, and you know. Before we knew it, a week later, I'm sending you a text like, "Dude, it's almost at twenty thousand, which yeah. is crazy."
1: And I, but I think right now it's a really solid bet to buy like five Bitcoin, right? yeah, hundred k worth. And I think within the next two years, Bitcoin is easily going to be at a hundred thousand. What's the worst? One hundred k, one hundred k into a half a million. Yeah, worst that could happen is it, it could go to zero, which is always <laughs> the worst case. Yeah, but I think that's like a very uh, realistic uh, bet. Um, because, right, the all time high is like 69, 70,000. And uh, each cycle, we make a new all time high. Yeah. This I is crypto, though, for well, you. Like every couple of years, we see a, a pullback like this. And so I'm not I'm not that surprised,
0: right? Yeah. I think going back to what you're saying about you're kind of surprised that crypto is dipping down with the entire market, because you're right, it is supposed to be this kind of new safe haven, separate, kind of like gold,
1: you were saying. Exactly,
0: yeah. But the, I think a big, because cryptocurrency is directly tied to, um, you know, different currencies, right? Like the U.S. dollar. Drop my phone, sorry. Nice. As inflation increases, right, it's directly decreasing the value of a Bitcoin because the dollar become, because, you know, one Bitcoin's worth X amount of U.S. dollars, so as the value of the U.S. dollar decreases, it's also decreasing the value of Bitcoin. So, you know, directly, they kind of correlate. So when you have high inflation, you know, due to this type of recession we're in, um, yeah. I was reading that... Uh, I mean, I think mortgage rates are now at six percent, which is unreal. Yeah, I mean, that's so scary to think. I was, uh, you know, I own one investment property, which I'd like to talk about uh, later in the pod about how I actually yeah. got my hands on a property at seventeen. Um, but you know, I'm looking for new properties. But so you've was, had the
1: property for a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just yeah.
1: Thought, mm-hmm. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you can, want to talk about that now? I mean, we can. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna. I think it'd
1: be cool to talk about.
0: It okay, now. yeah, Let's I, can, talk about it. I can talk about it now. Um, so yeah, pretty much what I did was. Actually, I want to save it for when we talk about connections because this plays okay, into connections right, and how I, how I discovered. But um, yeah, I was, I was going to buy a property, but it, interest rates are so high, it just doesn't make sense. And I don't want to buy a property in cash. I'd rather leverage. So I'd like to get into real estate. Yeah, we
1: well, were talking about And especially paying what I'm paying right now, like 6300 6, a month for rent is ridiculous. And I'd rather put that into a mortgage. If oh, it was yeah. like a duplex, a fourplex, have someone else pay my mortgage oh yeah but just in general I mean there's nothing available to
0: buy oh yeah uh, in the city here
1: but um I totally tricky. this was cool okay so I still I think everyone thinks I sold the McLaren yeah because I got the G wagon they haven't seen the McLaren in a minute the only reason people haven't been seeing the McLaren is because I its because it's a little death trap yeah I <laughs> I just drove that thing right to nothing the, 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 yeah. the tires it, it was very stupid of me but uh drove it to wires, like drove the tires to wires, which I respect, um, though, because you see a lot of. Super I was like a thirty-minute drive away from having them blow up, tearing yeah. the McLaren. But I don't care, like that car. I don't care if I trash it, destroy it. Like I bought it, I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm not gonna baby it. Um, yeah. but I was like, I called McLaren, and they're like, uh, I told them I'm like I don't know what to do, like the tires, I can't drive it three and a half hours, four hours, whatever, uh, to to m- the the McLaren dealership to get the tires fixed. I had to or the tires replaced and something else fixed. I had to get fixed, and um, they actually were just they're super nice, great great customer service, and they sent a carrier a trailer uh, enclosed card. Car carrier trailer and picked it up for me and it's awesome and brought it back for free. I'm like Shh. free, I'm like yeah, no, I didn't have wow. to pay for that. They literally drove three and a half hours, picked, picked the McLaren up, brought it back.
0: Wow! And then awesome.
1: they're gonna when it's all when it's done, fix new tires, or
0: they're gonna bring it right back. Yeah, and then you'll get a. So 20, if you own a McLaren, there you go. <laughs> you'll get a twenty five thousand dollar bill in the mail.
1: <laughs> no, so I got the uh, the the bill already. It wasn't terrible. It was uh I got the the tires and whatnot. It was like uh uh five six hundred a tire, which isn't terrible. oh no, that's
0: Super reasonable, especially for like a sport. Super, I mean, those tires are.
1: They're nice, but I know I'll go through them in a month and a half. Uh, That's about how long the other ones lasted because it's a rear wheel drive sports car with (laughs) 600 horsepower and I like driving fast and the tires get out and I kill the tread. Fast will go in the speed limit. Yeah, never over
0: 55. No, of
1: course not. No, but I still have the McLaren and I have the G Wagon now. So
0: don't worry. Yeah. did uh, Did you get the sport button fixed?
1: This, oh God. this goes back to like what I said about, I don't care like about like babying my car. I was driving. I had, uh, it was, I don't know if it was Red Bull. It was some drink. It was a Yeah. I had seltzer. In the, was a, yeah, was a seltzer yeah. I had in the console of the yeah, of the McLaren and I went to accelerate and it tipped over and I didn't notice it tipped over until I looked down and there was like an inch and a half of water in the, the cup holder and it was spilling out over all the buttons and, uh, I couldn't get to a gas station in time to get a napkin clean it up. When I got home, I went to try to put it into sport and track mode, and I shorted out the entire dash. Like none of the buttons would
0: work. Nice, solid move. That's solid, dumb.
1: But that was covered under the uh, the
0: warranty I got. I, I pay like three k a year oh. for like
1: anything goes wrong like that. Three nice. k a year. So they Boom. fixed
0: that too. They covered that. Fixed that. Awesome. Yeah. Um. I don't. The funny thing is, I don't think that's the first time you've spilt a drink in your McLaren. Because when—remember I remember I came up to see— No, it's you, not. —in Myrtle Beach, you um you spilt a Red Bull, but in—because the, there's, like, two cup holders, but you spilt in the other it one. It was the front two cup I holders. Looked, and I looked down, <laughs> and there's, like, this pool of Red Bull. Have you ever seen the TikTok and the person has, like, water and a fish swimming around in their cup holders? No. Well— But
1: that would be me, and it would I, be Red Bull in yeah, a
0: fish. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't know what
1: the I—I— I I've done that with the R8, I've done that with like all my cars. I can't even do that with the G-Wagon cuz it doesn't have cup holders, which is honestly a blessing in disguise, <laughs> kind of. Except <laughs> when you want to drink something and there's nowhere to put your cup, which is yeah. just like a stupid design flaw, which apparently they have now fixed in the newer models, which is it's good good to know that yeah, they fixed that. Hey, your iCloud thing popped up. You might want to Oh, thank you, know, you. Close that. There you go.
0: Oh, yeah, nice. I have uh, my personal computers a Mac and then I use my work computer because the Mac, I, I don't know, I'm not a huge tech guy. So I don't know like the whole processors and whatnot, but it can't, it pretty much can't run uh, five screens. So I uh, I had a, I used to do engineering and I had a really fast, I don't know, it's got like 64 gigabytes of RAM or something. I mean, so that's it, a great it, computer. It's, fast. it's it, fast. Yeah. And it can run all the monitors I want. So, But I you
1: can't airdrop.
0: No nope. there's no airdrop. And, and I have to like I want all my photos and everything, so I used iCloud and I don't know, it's a whole thing. I got
1: a what is it, a Mac mini. I just call it like a I don't even know what to call oh, it. Oh, the Mac f- box, computer box. box. Yeah. Mac Studio. That thing's great. I can airdrop from it because yeah. it's a Mac. That's why know? I hate the uh, the Windows PC I have over there. Yeah. I think we we all are very our team's Apple. We're team Apple. Yeah. We like the Macs iPhones. You can airdrop. It totally. makes things easy. You can do other stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta get rid of that PC. Yeah. That thing's like a $8,000 piece of that one. Bleep me. I was told not to swear by my mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm like, I wasn't. She okay, my family, they all sat down, and watched the podcast, they loved it, right? <laughs> Yeah, they they loved it. They nice. thought it was great. And uh, the one thing she was like, "You shouldn't swear." I'm like, I don't remember swearing that much, but it beca- it, it, it's become such a habit that I, I kind of do it a lot. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to be a good influence over the the younger generation that may be watching this. So we will bleep out swears. Ah, f- no, bleep that. If I swear, you just have to bleep it. F- 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 I knew I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna bleep that. Don't swear. <laughs> Stop the whole thing's gonna be beeps like the clips the clips accounts yeah we have a uh, third tiktok account which is like clips and it's kind of like this is more like a satire type account where we kind of put on little bits and have fun and joke around and and uh i I got a taser and i'll I'll tase you with that I'll, i'll Pretend to tase you. Yeah, I really tase you. Tase we'll throw a tip uh, clip up there. Speaking from of, the Clips I account. finally. Got I want to. I, I want to show them the clip. I want to show them the clip where I tase you. All
0: right, then show them the tip where I tase you.
1: The clip. We can't even say clip. I said the same thing. I said tip.
0: Yeah, that's, clip. That's bad.
1: That was. Uh, yeah. That was funny though. Yeah, we had a little
0: tasing war. I threw it away. Did you? Yeah. Why did you throw it away? Was it broken? Frick that thing. <laughs> that thing's. I hate it because I'm like. <laughs> A, a, like, the office is supposed to be, like, a safe place to work. It was right? your
1: idea to have a prank war.
0: Yeah, and… Yeah, no. That was that, your that, idea. That's all fair. Um, and then you kiboshed it idea. and then proceeded to buy a taser. And then… T- well,
1: it. I… Yeah, I got the taser just to mess with anyone. <laughs> and then it… You said we were having a yeah. prank war and I thought I
0: would take full advantage of it. Okay, so. well, well… why not? prank war is not over, so better stare your toes. <laughs> um… I actually wanted to talk about something that scared me. I was driving down okay. the car and I follow um
1: You're driving down?
0: Yeah. Um Driving down here? No, I was driving to go to the lake with a friend on the boat and um okay. I, I follow a couple like news outlets that I like that kind of give me tidbits of what you know what's going on with the economy and uh, big companies such as Google, Apple, Tesla, whatnot. And I see this come up and it says uh, Google employee is like fired or suspended. Because he came out with information about a sentient AI. And I've read this, I was like, <laughs> it's bad. I was like, oh, what does sentient mean? So I Googled it. I don't know. And you don't know what sentient means? No. You know what sentient means? Me? Yeah. No. No. And so it, sentient means to be able to feel emotion. And what? Like, yeah. An AI that so can Google feel emotion. So Google supposedly created this type of AI or is testing some type of AI and it was able to feel emotion. And the employee pretty much came out and said, it was against my, I think, like his eth- he said it was against my ethics to not come out with this because it was so substantial in I mean, that's, think about a robot having emotions. That is really scary. Really scary. Because, I mean, I feel like the only thing that separates humans from robots, because the robots are so complicated now with machine learning. And I mean, Tesla is unreal with their self driving, which I think we were going to,
1: they're going to, Tesla's taking away their or they might. Who, what is it? I didn't read the article. I'm sorry. I'll pull it up. um... (laughs) I was supposed to do my homework and I didn't do my homework. I didn't read the article and now I don't know what to say because I didn't read the article. But Tesla, yeah, is a, a, they, they're getting threatened to have their self-driving removed.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll read the title. It goes, Elon Musk regulatory woes mount as U.S. moves closer to recalling Tesla's self-driving software. I think there's been too many problems with it, like too many crashes or something. I've been trying to convince my grandmother
1: to get a Tesla. I think I I think it would be perfect. Yeah, because it's like safe and yeah.
0: That's I like first car I want to like Tesla's
1: a great. I want a Tesla. I think everyone
0: should have a Tesla. Yeah, I think I'm a big Tesla guy. Me too. I think it's also I'm a big you know I'm a big guy for uh, global warming, not for global warming, against global warming. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense. But yeah, no, I I think EVs are great. Uh, They get a lot of hate though for. You know, oh, well, where'd your electricity come from? Whether it was, you know, a plant burning coal, oil, whatnot. But
1: I think a lot of electric I, I mean, cars I, look stupid though. Like besides yeah. a Tesla, they try to make them look like futuristic or just like different. I don't
0: know. They've recently been doing pretty like the have you seen like the Ford Lightning? They have all these other brands like Rev, oh, I don't like, like Revion.
1: I think I saw cool. there was one I saw the other day. It was so ugly. What happened to the Cybertruck? I don't know, dude.
0: It's uh delayed. I saw somewhere it's either delayed or having problems. It was
1: supposed but to. They're still coming out with the cyber. It was supposed truck, right? to come out like like a couple years ago. Yeah, that's what I. It's just crazy.
0: It's so funny, huh? But I mean, he. I mean, it worked. He got. I mean, they probably have a million. I think they have like a crazy amount of. I mean, I know they have a crazy amount of pre-orders on for that thing. Yeah.
1: it was only like a hundred bucks though.
0: I'm pretty yeah, sure no, it's like 100 bucks no, I, to like I mean I don't want to talk too much on it because I don't know about yeah, too much either. about it but um I know a lot of people want it and no one has it. <laughs>
1: I know so. what I know
0: a lot about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of, do you want to talk about I think one of the things we want to touch on was um like how important connections are.
1: Yeah, I, I want to talk about this cuz like I'm pretty passionate about this subject and um I came up with a quote and
0: you can the quote. N- ho- yeah. This is your quote. This is
1: my quote. Okay.
0: You didn't get this. Now off. I'm gonna like
1: I'm gonna f- i I'm, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna f- it up. I'm gonna f- this quote up. All right. Yep. One connection, if it's the right connection, mm-hmm. uh, could be worth more than a four-year degree, two hundred thousand dollars out the window. Four years of your life. We should put that on our wall. That's a that's an like extended version of the quote. But I, I do think that uh the one one connection could be worth more than four <clears throat> years of college. Yeah. Uh, networking, connections are huge. I was out in LA for six months. I did a lot of networking. I met a lot of people. Now I
0: have a lot of connections out in LA, which is awesome. Yeah, no. And when we were out in A Z, we wanted to do some content. I mean, you just called up people and before we knew it, we had think about that. models, film crew at the crib. And it was literally like, like same, like literally next day, eight hours later, which yeah. is pretty unreal. But yeah, I, I mean, connections are so important, and a lot of people don't realize how much a connection can do for you. For example, something that's very immediate is you. you yeah. I, mean, I have this connection. I had this connection with you, and it kind of, you know, I didn't, I didn't just go out. You know, I took the course and um, whatnot, and eventually I reached out, and you invited me out to Arizona. And you know, look where I I have an office with you, and I know it's crazy. Cool stuff, and you know, we have these big plans, moving offices, growing the company. So, just you know, one connection, you know, with the Daily Trader has done so much for me personally, and it put me in a position where I'm able to drop out of college. Um, I I, all right, so now the real estate story about how I was able to get my property, and it was because I made a good connection, right? Okay. What I did was uh, one of my parents' friends. Uh, and it was very invested into the real estate market in my community, specifically short-term rentals. Okay. So I, I, I started to get interested in, in real estate when I was 15, so while I, whilst I was getting uh, interested in the stock market, and I was more interested in real estate in this time actually. And I was reading a bunch of books. Um, I really liked the whole Bigger Pockets uh, group. Uh, if you don't know about that, um, but they had a good blog that I was always on, and um, <clears throat> I reached out to this guy and I said, "Hey, uh, let me intern for you." And he pretty much said, yeah, he let us. you know, I was, I looked like I was 12, this 50 year old kid. I couldn't drive. I had my mom drop me off at some of his properties and I would do stuff like go buy an HDMI cable so we could watch his son's hockey game on the TV <laughs> or I'd pick him up coffee or I'd, really? you know, I would, I would scrape a fricking wallpaper off a 17th century house for five hours straight. Like the <laughs> jobs ever. And I did this for a while for zero pay. Wow! I didn't get paid a single dollar. Wow!
1: Really? And for
0: exchange, what I got out of it was I would get to talk to him for like an hour. Right. Wow. We'd go get lunch, and I learned a lot about um because I, I, he used to work raising capital for hedge funds. So pretty much what he did was he would go to banks and because a lot of hedge funds are funded through banks, right? They they have you know banks have hundreds of millions of dollars that they need to grow, and they'll give to hedge funds if if you don't know what a hedge fund is, it's pretty much essentially. They're not. Their big focus isn't on growing a lot of money. It's more protecting the downside, right? Hedging. So if you look at the S and P versus hedge fund earnings, they don't necessarily beat the S and P. But when the S and P goes down, you know, twenty five percent, you have big market crashes like the two thousand eight crash. Hedge funds are only decreasing eight percent, three percent, opposed to like fifty, right? So maybe not fifty percent, but twenty percent. But you get the point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I learned a lot and i eventually grew my knowledge just with this one connection with this guy and i eventually became knowledgeable enough to figure out how to buy my own property and i got really creative with financing so what i did was i found a property right um that i thought would be a good deal and <clears throat> it was pretty much i found a motivated seller and they were motivated because they were this couple that was getting divorced and they needed to sell the property, but the property was in terrible shape. Right? It used to be like a bakery, and it was just it was, the property was just in bad shape. The bathrooms didn't work, and so they were really motivated to sell the house in this high value market. But nobody wanted to buy the house because it was a you know it was a dump. Yeah. So I came in. They were selling it for three forty five. I talked you know talked them down to three hundred, and I didn't have any money really at the time. I maybe had like five thousand dollars saved up in my account <clears throat> from working, and I pretty much went to my mom and said, hey, like listen, you know here's this great opportunity. What we can do is, when we bought our house, we bought our house, uh, I'll just talk numbers, five, half a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And then the market shot up. This is when the market was going crazy with real estate. And so our house immediately gained $70,000 worth of value, right? Right off. E- equity. Uh, so what okay. what we did was, had the, house, had the house we were living in, our main residence appraised, right? And yep. so we had the gain $70,000 equity realized by the bank. So now this is a $70,000 pretty much in our pockets out of thin air. So what I did was took that $70,000 equity and used it as a down payment for this new property and then combined the two mortgages. So now whatever debt was added from that property onto the main residence and just extended the amortization period of the loan and kept the same payment. So now the property is cash flowing, paying off the main residence home and you know making an extra $3 or $4,000 every month. Wow. Yeah,
1: dang, that's impressive.
0: How do you figure that out? Wow. So just connections, like I said, it's you like just I, I, to I learned, this guy and learned. I mean, I read a lot. I like to read a lot. Um, yeah. So read a lot of books. Learned a lot about finance. Um, wow. I could actually, we could probably link some books that have uh, really helped me out in the description. Um, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll connect with the editor on that, but yeah, talking with this guy, I learned a lot about finance. Creative financing is huge. I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, I can't get involved in this is obviously not a real estate podcast. So we'll get off this topic pretty quick, but I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, I can't get involved in real estate, so capital intensive, but there's a lot of things you can do to get around, you know, the whole capital intensive entry of real estate." So, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. I wish I knew more about real estate,
1: but good for you. Yeah. How so how's it cash flowing though? What are you running it? Like are you Good. I mean, are you it? Airbnbing it or
0: Yeah, we're Airbnb right now and it's pretty much just fixed. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I could probably show some before and after pictures on the pod. I don't see why not. It's pretty cool now. It's like a really nice. How long did it take for renovations? <clears throat> long time. Started in October and they're finishing just now. A long time. It's really nice though. Um, did How you, you help out, it, out
1: at all with that?
0: Yeah, I did a lot of work. I went off to college obviously in January, so I wasn't able. But uh, I, I worked a lot. As I was pretty much a general ca- contractor of the job. So I learned a lot about dealing with contractors, which is not easy. I can assure you, it's a terrible process. In the future, I'm just going to hire a general contractor. Yeah. Just have it all together. Um, but yeah, no, it's just finished and bought it for 300. The payments around 2,200, and we get around 500 dollars a night for it.
1: Oh wow, 500 a night, dang!
0: Yeah. And that's really good. Do you think obviously, you're gonna it's Airbnb, so vacancies, not, yeah, that's are different. Say. But um, yeah, I did the math, and about at about like a 9% cap rate, valued at. I believe with you know all the expenses and everything, um, <clears throat> I think three quarters of a million. So, not bad. When are you going to get your next property? Well, Where are you looking right now? Yeah, I'm just I'm just waiting till um, interest rates go down because it's so tough. It really it's it's so like expensive. throwing away money pretty much, you know. Because if you you know, if you, let's say I bought a house now, um, I'm going to end up losing one hundred fifty thousand dollars, depending on the price of the house. Probably average because that's around my price range right now. Um, just on interest right so mm-hmm. trying to, i'm really you know i really would like to avoid paying high interest rates and i mean i'm fine now it's not like i'm desperate to get another property You're just kind of timing the market knowing when it's overbought and when it's oversold yeah. so but yeah i know you wanted to get into real estate yeah yeah definitely i you
1: think would... within the next year i'm uh, within the next year i'm going to try to buy a place yeah i got 12 months on this lease and then i'll definitely start looking for a place to buy but, yeah, you know, like duplex preferably, like I said.
0: Yeah, multifamily's great. I know, and you, we were talking about credit the other day, and you have really good credit for your, like, I'll, probably you probably have like, one of the highest credits in the U.S. for your age. It's yeah, I, I probably do. Your credit's pretty, like, what is it at now?
1: Yeah, right when I turned 18, I started building my credit and, like, got four <laughs> credit card. I mean, four or five credit cards. Yeah,
0: I, I, have, I have two right now.
1: And uh, I got some help on it, just some advice, which was great, and... connections. Um okay, yep, connections. And uh I I mean I pay my credit card off every day. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh I've never I've never missed like a credit card, I've never missed a payment, uh, I've never been late on a payment or um uh and yeah, it's just like consistency with that, um not spending too much, uh I forget the actual term of it, but um if you only have a thousand dollars available in like credit and you've you know spent Whatever. Eight, nine hundred of that will when they go to check your credit toward the end of the month. Um, there's actually what it's what what is called uh, a reporting Utilization. date. Utilization. Yeah, that was that was the word. I didn't want to misuse it though, but no one knows about this. It, every credit card has a reporting date. Mm. And um, that's when the credit bureau actually checks your card to see uh what your spend ratio is yeah. on it, right? How much you owe on it, and the less you owe on it. In relation to how much credit you have, the better, the faster you're going to build your credit. Um, and so, I was able to get the reporting dates for all my cards through this connection, right? Yeah. So, I know by this date for all my cards, by this date, I need to have a zero balance on my credit card, right? Zero balance on your credit card by the reporting date. That's the fastest way to grow your credit. No one's able to figure out what their reporting date is on their credit cards because uh, they don't have access to this information. Only banks do, mm-hmm. or the, the right if you have a connection. Who has access to the 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 right systems? Yeah. Or I don't even know Whoever, right, how how can, this you, was found. What you can this do, is pay off found.
0: your credit every day.
1: But that's why people say pay off your credit card every day because then well, when the reporting day comes around, you'll have like you'll owe zero on it. Yeah, most likely. But anyway, yeah, I've got a good credit score. I don't know um, exactly what it
0: is, but yeah, that definitely that definitely helps a lot with.
1: I've got the Amex Platinum
0: card. Yeah, that's big pretty. Flags. It's pretty baller. I love that. Card. I want flag. to get one of those cards.
1: It's metal. You drop it, it makes a noise.
0: Yeah. When are you gonna get the uh, black one?
1: The black card? Yeah. <laughs> oh my word! I don't know. I think the Centurion card. I think it's called. I think you have to spend a or it has like a million or is it is it unlimited? An unlimited <laughs> credit limit or a million dollar credit limit? I, I think it's a million. Anyway, you're a big baller if you have that card. Yeah. I mean, you're you're a big baller if you have the Amex Platinum. It goes Amex Gold, Amex Platinum.
0: And then the black card. Yeah, is there anything? Are, are there any credit cards with like an unlimited spending? Limit? I think it might be the Centurion card. Yeah, it might be because like you know that would that's pretty ball.
1: Yeah, I remember I made a TikTok about that, and I was like, "Yo, I got this credit card," uh, and everyone yeah. was like, "Dang!" Like, because it's just, I, I I mean, I even remember working like just running cash register. Uh, back when I and was you'd see a, just working out of the kind of 5 right? For a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I would see, well, someone would come up with a gold card. I hardly saw any platinum cards. And I would be like, yeah, they're doing very well. And yeah. I'd look at what car they're driving. That's
0: that's how I would know in college what kids cause I went to a very like wealthy oh, school. That's I interesting. I wasn't wealthy myself, but I, I got a big scholarship. But I would see I could tell because you know the wealthy kids were signed on their parents' credit cards and they'd pull out a <laughs> I saw a few kids with black. Amex cards no way yeah dang and uh, kids will pull out platinum credit cards and when they're saying nah, this is my money I knew, I knew they'd be lying like yeah you're not you're know, yeah. not gonna get a card you're not gonna get a personalized platinum Amex card signed to you at 18 unless you're you know the daily trader <laughs> <laughs> or 20 but, dang um, yeah,
1: cool. hey I think we're gonna go to a break here because the stupid camera we have stops recording at 30 minutes so we're literally gonna cut to a quick break and we'll be back all right, welcome back. A little intermission there. Yeah. Uh, we've got some good stories to talk about, so don't leave. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about some like mistakes we've made trading, right? Because everyone makes mistakes, and we made a I'll lot of mistakes way. getting here, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I think <laughs> one thing that I've done like many, many times is is <clears throat> take a position, especially when I was like trying today trade um many times many times or i'll just get like i think something i dealt with a lot like struggled with was uh because i swing trade i would have a trade on and i would just be sitting there and i'm like okay well i got this trade on you know i plan on holding it for a couple more days i gotta get something else going right yeah so i'd try to buy some like week out or three day out contracts and day trade them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was i was trading because i was bored one of the worst things you could do. Yeah. Never trade because you're bored. Or t- never trade to relieve boredom. That's a really good point. Never trade yeah. to relieve boredom. So what I would do is I would, you know, buy a contract. I I would try to day trade it. I, I would trade right up until the last hour of the day. A couple times I couldn't get filled. <laughs> so it would be like 357. Put my order in, right? Can't get filled. Come on, come on, adjust the order. Can't get filled. Bell goes off. Oh my God. I've still got. $10,000, 15000 worth of contracts that expire, you know, this and that
0: next week, right? And um, Oh, you were doing this when you market mar- still had a decent, when you kind of found some success. Oh, like, yeah,
1: I was messing around because oh I was bored, God. yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd have $15,000. I couldn't get out of that position. There are contracts that expire next week. Okay, weekend goes by. Market opens Monday. Oh, One wow. time, I remember, my contracts went to almost worthless. They were like negative 90%. Um, that was like two grand, two t- two point five k wiped in like three seconds well, when the market opened. The Monday. theta
0: of those contracts, which if you don't know what theta, is, you want to describe theta for people who don't. know what theta is. Uh,
1: So with options, you have to pay to play essentially. So every day it costs you to hold each contract. You could see how much it costs. It'll be like twenty bucks a day, thirty bucks a day to hold the contract. And the closer the contract gets to expiration, uh, it becomes more expensive each day to hold the contract. So. Even on weekends, you are still paying theta, right? It's time theta's like time the decay. time decay, the yeah. decay over time of a contract, and yeah. So theta over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Say you have hundred contracts, <clears throat> whatever they cost, uh, yeah. twenty bucks a day to hold both days of the weekend. You can see how if the stock opens flat, you're still going to be down, and if the stock opens red, you're going to be down that much more. And, yeah, um, you've. I'm sure you've done that where you can't get filled you're trying to get filled you're trying to get filled and then the bell goes off and you you're like oh my god i've still got this position oh,
0: yeah. no i i've done that and one little quick tidbit before i kind of go into the story is with you got you know you got to be careful with intraday trading when you're trading options especially when they're not in the money or they're close to being out of the money um is cuz pretty much at that point if they're not in the money the only value they got left is the theta really right cuz if they're out of the money um You know, if an option expires out of the money, it's worth zero, right? So if you're trading a contract that's two days out and it's out of the money, if you hold that contract for two days, it's gonna go to zero, right? So you know you got to be careful where you play your uh, options, whether how far in or out them there are in the money, and paying attention to when you have to exit because you can't hold a contract that's out of the money with Uh, That's going to expire. Yeah, exactly overnight because it's just going to lose so much value.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if a contract expires next week, um, I I wouldn't want to hold that for more than one night. No. Uh, Yeah. But that's why I typically buy a month to
0: two months out. Exactly. Even if you're only planning to hold them for
1: a day or two. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're trying to like day trade options, uh, like contracts, and then you can go like a week out if you plan
0: on closing it. Exactly. You just got up the, the day. Make, it's just it's you more gotta, risk. You I just mean, got to make sure you close it. Which, listen,
1: you could do it. Theoret- I mean, you could do it. You could buy a contract like Thursday, uh, or sorry, yeah, you could buy a contract Thursday that ex- that expires the following Friday, and yeah. really hope you're going to get a big move the next day. Yeah, it has
0: to be a make. So just giving so, yourself room for errors kind of you know paying attention to the uh, theta and time which time, theta, and uh, where, where it is relative to where the contract is in or out of the money. But yeah, so I, I had a really funny mistake and I will never do it again. And I actually only look at my phone clock now when I'm trading for this particular reason. And I was day trading in college, right? And I had about a $5,000 option position. Like, like we were talking about, options that are about to expire that are right on the edge of being in the money are super volatile and can go to zero very quick. So I made, I think it was up like 1500, just kind of trading in my college dorm. And what I did was I had a little clock that I got from Target, right? You know, typical college Target oh uh, interior design work. And that clock was not very accurate and it was actually one or two minutes behind the actual time, Ooh. right? I see and where this is going. I was watching the clock and I was just letting the stock was just dumping. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this to the very end, then I'm gonna sell it for market so it closes quickly, right? Yeah. Um which is a whole other thing we can get into is you know how to actually cause that's a lot of things that beginners struggle with, especially on intraday trading, is actually getting a contract at a good price. Cause if you know, if you buy it at a market, oftentimes you'll get screwed. Getting a good sale. Right? Exactly. And then if you're buying a market, you get screwed. You know, you know now the stock has to make a much bigger move for you to even break even. Um, or
1: depends on the spread, depends on
0: the volume. Exactly. So learning how to kind of read all that, uh, which I'm sure we can talk about another time. But anyways, yeah. So this clock was two minutes early, which meant when that clock struck four it was actually four o two, which means market is closed. And I, um, I was looking at that clock, oh. and right when it hit three fifty nine. I tried to exit the trades. Little did I know, when it hit 359, market closed, and I get the ding, ding, ding. No, and I'm like, because these contracts were expiring. I think they were expiring one, like two days out. Oh, and they just, I lost. I mean, you know, nothing too bad. I I think I lost like thousand bucks, whatnot. But you know, I went from being up 1500 to losing thousand. It's just you know because of a stupid mistake. Your clock was off. Don't
1: look at the clocks on the wall. I don't know if everyone can see them. Yeah.
0: I never look at those. These are off. Like more I think a the, minute. They're more for the podcast, kind of like seeing where we're at. They it's look kinda, cool. It's kind of easy to. Yeah, they look cool.
1: And you can also tell we don't cut stuff out. Keeps yeah. us
0: honest. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so now I only look at whenever I'm entering or exiting a trade. I only look at my phone.
1: And that's why that's
0: smart. Because I don't want to do that again.
1: Yeah, I've I've done that a, a good amount of times where I was just like really trying to hold it out until the last minute, trying to make the most I could possibly make, and then. One time, the, our internet went out. And, um, oh my God, it used to go out a lot at my house. And it was like, yeah. last five minutes of market open, internet goes out, I run up, unplug the router, wait 30 seconds, plug it back <laughs> in. I, I couldn't get back and get my TOS back on in time. Yeah, I mm-hmm. got stuck with those contracts. Something I also used to do a lot, which was bad, was uh, playing earnings now. Oh <laughs> Oof. Playing, a company's, <clears throat> playing a company's earnings is a very bad idea. And uh I don't recommend it because it's 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 a coin toss. Yeah. Um it, you could make a lot of money and I have made a lot of money off earnings but I've lost just as much.
0: Oh yeah, I bet.
1: And uh there's multiple reasons for that. Um uh but I there was a trade I took what was it <clears throat> probably back in uh September last year and um I think that was probably the last time I played earnings. And believe it or not, it went well. But I'm like, if I'm, you never want to, re, you never want to reward yourself off of like a stupid trade or like, you know, you're making a bad decision doing something, yet you make money. It just yeah. gets you in a bad spot mentally, where like you'll do it again, you'll do it again, you'll do it again. And then and then you're gonna lose. train yourself into yeah. you know bad habits. But I made a, it was like forty five hundred dollars um, nice. off of a thousand, which was insane. Really. It was like nine hundred and forty bucks into almost forty five hundred
0: off of playing. So you weren't even you weren't betting super were. heavy on this. You were just kind of no, like, it was just like a gamble. Well, that's
1: that's what I was doing though, and like
0: I mean, that's if you want, to, you know, because what that was probably like 05 percent of your portfolio. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was like nothing, but it doesn't matter because it's still like you just shouldn't be taking those trades in the first. I shouldn't have taken that gamble trade in the first place because I got the urge like ah, oh, you know, I'll just play it like hey, if it goes like earnings normally you know gap up gap down like 10 15% after market yeah. or pre market depending right and and what happened was it it went it sold off like i think it was like 25 30% after market and then actually held that pre market into market open opened down like 25% sold those contracts made it was nice like a ridiculous amount of percentage wise and then and then i realized like this is stupid this is straight gambling and i shouldn't ever do this again and then i haven't
0: yeah, I played um, But
1: there's uh, the the IV crush on with earnings too. It's like uh the expected volatility uh heading into earnings like cuz everyone knows there's like all this volatility, yeah. so that that also is why your contracts will get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, that has to do with all the Greeks. we were talking about theta. Mm-hmm. Theta is a Greek. There's other Greeks. Yeah, I'm
0: not even going to get into that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, well, we we could probably do an episode. I talked about that in the master class. We can do it. Yeah.
1: Um, if you we'll want to learn about trading by the way, first link in the description, Market Masterclass. Mentorship group, right? You can join. Yeah. You can see what I'm trading. You can see exactly what I'm buying and selling, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can get access to my trading system.
0: Little plug. There. Yeah, this is. I have a pretty funny trade. <laughs> Just to show like how unpredictable earnings are, was I was trading uh, Pfizer earnings, right? And I, you know, with COVID and everything, uh, the vaccine was huge, obviously, and Pfizer obviously made a ton of money. So I was expecting a huge earnings report from them. Analysts were expecting a huge report. So oh. Sorry, I just completely interrupted you. Dude.
1: I, I I've done I've done a couple coin toss earning earnings like literally got a coin, flipped the coin, and played earnings. How that work like no logic behind it whatsoever. It's about 50-50. <laughs> well, I, feel I like, don't think like and, I and, can't
0: even say. And what you put in like. A thousand bucks, right? Yeah. Like nothing crazy. So it's yeah, like I it would be like a thousand bucks coin toss. You, so I'm either
1: buying puts or calls. That's
0: more just you having fun gambling. That's not really yeah. like an actual trading strategy, which is no. fine. Like if you want to, you know, gamble like five hundred bucks just for shits, it's like it's
1: fine, but it's not
0: fine. It's fine if you're it's, it's fine if you're doing that with like point one percent of your portfolio. But if you not, you're doing that with ten percent of your. Um, you know your portfolio. Yeah. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, and that trade I just
1: talked about, that last earnings play that I did, was just like a guess. I don't even think I flipped the coin. I was just, I straight up just bought puts because I felt like it. That's really funny. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, sorry. I kind of had ahead. no. Oh, it's fine. I um, anyway. um. Turn that off. We don't need any notifications. Yeah, I'll just close that.
1: that there you go. That? It's oh, Slack. It's our Slack. Everyone has their
0: notifications off
1: yeah. except Jack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. But anyways, yeah, I was playing Pfizer earnings and I was like, okay, this is either gonna be a huge move up or a huge move down. There's no in between. So I bought a multi-leg spread or multi-leg option strategy, right? So I bought a call and I bought a put at the same strike price. So pretty much what that does is if there's a big enough move. It cancels, you make more money than the value of the contract that it went against, right? So I was predicting a big move in either direction. However, if the stock value doesn't change, you're gonna lose a lot more. So the PL graph kind of looks something like a V, right? So it's like because you Little lose v, uh, v, cause you because you know <laughs> in the no,
1: leather jacket.
0: I mean, it's hard to I mean we can pull up a P L graph for what a I, think what I, the, I, I forgot what you, the technical name. Mean. But yeah. And <sighs> your iCloud pop. Your computer is having issues today. I know. That's I,
1: got your email. We're gonna have to blur that.
0: Blur his email. on His computer. That's funny. Um, I'm sorry. But, I'm all so, about anyways, interrupting you today. What, what happened was, <laughs> no, it just earnings just stayed completely flat.
1: Oh <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so
0: you got so, completely screwed. Oh then. yeah. So it, not only did I lose, I not only did I not lose the value of one contract, I lost the value of both contracts. So that was dope. <laughs>
1: that's great. Yeah. I didn't even think about so that. So that's if, if earnings actually stake So now flat. I'm like, all right, I'm
0: just never trading earnings. Because you would have
1: been, at, you would have been fine, really, if you had, if you had bought calls, if you had bought puts, other than theta, you would have been, you would have been chilling.
0: Yeah, but no, Just uh, lesson learned. Yeah. So. Do you play
1: earnings anymore,
0: or are you done? I don't know. I probably, I like because it is fun. There are like little gambles you can do <laughs> in the stock market, which are fun. They're not strategies. They're just kind of all right. Maybe I'll. Just but, you know, it's kind of like you go to the casino, but you just get to have a little bit of fun. So maybe I'll maybe I'm if, not letting you do training call outs. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, if, you know, maybe if I see an earning that ah, could be cool, I might throw a couple hundred bucks, a thousand bucks towards a contract, see what happens. Sure, yeah. Well, so any like- big
1: big mistakes you've made trading besides what we've cha- kind of just talked about like have you bought the wrong contracts have oh bought, yeah have you yeah, bought yeah. puts instead of calls yeah. i've I heard got, some
0: stories i got super screwed one time
1: i've yeah. heard a lot of put i bought oh so i was like oh i bought
0: puts instead of calls. yeah i did that too because i'd still matter.
1: it's okay you, it's just, you were, you're, we're past I, this you can tell i remember story. No, You're a good trader now so I
0: it's fine. After, I just remember I was um yeah I was trading. This is back when I was trading on Robinhood so a pretty long time ago. Okay. And um <laughs> Robinhood how do they have it? They have it at the top so you can switch from calls or puts and I was so focused yeah, on the yeah. day trading I didn't even realize that I was still on puts. I think it was I think it was a call. I I wanted to buy a call but I bought a put. And what happened was I bought like a, I I was super confident in this trade and I bought like at the time, $2,000 worth, which was a lot for me day yeah. trading back then. And um, about $2,000 worth of puts instead of calls. And the stock shot like, made like a, it was on a leverage, it was on TQQ, so a Ledger DTF, right? If, uh, if you don't know what a Ledger leverage DTF is, it's pretty three, much. I think TQQ
1: Q is like TQQQ.
0: It's an SQQQ, or 3X shares, Ultra. It's something, uh it's three times the leverage of yeah. the NASDAQ, pretty sure. And, um. Yeah, I bought puts instead of calls. It went up like... Because, you know, if Nasdaq goes up a percent, right? You know, it's a solid move. But 3% in like five minutes, that's a substantial move. So it went up like 3% in like a really fast period. And I was like super psyched. I wasn't even looking at my PL, I was just watching the chart. And then I go back, and it's just down to that, like oh, almost the entire value. You got absolutely because it was because it was a contract that expired at the end of the day, and it was right outside of the money. So nice, just, nice. Yeah,
1: I've never, I've actually never done that. I've never bought calls instead of puts. Yeah, um, fortunately,
0: yeah. Well, that's I'm glad for you, rookie, rookie moves. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a fun because then it's like not only did you lose on the trade. But you could have made money. It's it's like a double. It's like a one-two from the stock market.
1: Well, I think something I want to mention was on the last trade I just took, which was ticker symbol ON.
0: Mm-hmm. Y-
1: when I exit a trade, I don't look at it again.
0: Okay, really, that's interesting. But I, I like I to d- look at my trades after.
1: I did look at it again in in this case, and I could have made like three hundred percent or two hundred fifty percent versus fifty percent. Yeah, I think. I like. And I, but I don't think it's a good thing to look at your trades because you, you got to stay confident in your plan. You stick to your trading plan. I stuck to my trading plan. I, you know, I sold the contracts, took my profit, and I moved on. And I think <laughs> looking at it, looking at the chart again, and then seeing like, oh, if I had just held a little longer, um, it's just a Again, it's just like uh, training, your, training your mind in, in, in the wrong way uh, to where you're, you're going to start doing that every time. And then you'll remember that last time where, oh, if I just held a little longer, and then you will hold a little longer. Um, maybe you'll actually look at it and be like, oh, I sold at the perfect time, and that's validating. And you're like, okay, my strategy definitely works, but I found that not lucky at all and just closing the trade out and moving on. All right, it was a good trade. You know, I'm happy with that.
0: Yeah, I think... It's definitely a good mindset to have, and I think everyone's different, so you kind of gotta find what works for you. But what I like to do is I the exact opposite. I like to look at the trades, (laughs) whether it was a fail or a win, and I like to kind of analyze and say, "All right, what didn't I see here?" And how because it's like okay, there's definitely a balance between actually like uh, looking back on a trade and and
1: and, like I do that too in a way. Uh, If I, I I I used to be really like good about logging my trades and going back yeah. and, um, you know, was this a good entry? Was this a bad entry um, and all of that. But I, I just, in general, I try not to look at the trade right after I exit. If it's a couple weeks after and I'm going back, I'm going through my trades um, and I don't do this really anymore because I've got a strategy that I, I know works and I stick <clears> to it and, and, and I just don't have to like do all this back testing and have all this data, uh, but I, I get, I see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, I think for me, looking back at charts, the old charts that I made trades on, is kind of like watching. You know, now it's huge with sports; is they video the sport, and then you're able to watch, go back and watch you play the sport, right? So I was a big ski racer, and the big thing was we'd video, and you'd go back and you'd watch. You'd say, All right, I need more outside edge pressure. I need to get higher above the gate. Um, you know, two technical terms that don't really matter. But it's like for the stock market, it's like. You know, I look and say, okay. You know, I was planning. Sorry, I'll just unmute uh, my computer. I'll, I'll do. Um, yeah, but it's like going and looking back at your trades. It's almost like going back and watching a video of you doing a sport. You kind of see, all right. You know, my plan was to come out at this, let's say, resistance or sorry, support level. Let's if you're going short, my plan was to come out at this resistance level. But maybe I could have played down to this moving average instead. And why could I have played? Like, what made the stock um, likely to go down to this uh, certain level that I didn't see? So, kind of, I I feel like it's a way to grow as a trader and see what you did wrong. Because you know, you can go wrong on the exit. You can no, that's a really is, good point. Going taking profits too early, while well, it's way better than taking profits too late and losing money, is definitely an issue with some people. So, learning you know, kind of how you can improve is but for some people I feel like mentally it might mess you up, like, oh, I could have but it's actually realizing like why could I have gone longer on this trade on a technical logical analysis, not just oh I should have held the contract longer, you know what I mean? Yeah. So looking at looking back and looking at the chart and really seeing why and reasoning why you could have held that longer and trying to apply that to your trading strategy in the future.
1: That's That's a good point.
0: You know, I got hit
1: by a car yesterday almost. (laughs) Dramatic change of subject. You weren't ready for that. No way. I literally almost got hit by a car. I was getting out, and uh, I was running into the bank. My assistant was with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we we pull up uh, in the G wagon across the street, and I shut the door. I was just we were just in a hurry, per usual. Shut the door. Go to uh, run across the street, right? And um, this lady pulls up, right? She's like, "Pull!" I see her like coming up, coming up, coming up. There's, There's a red light. Yeah. I'm like going. I'm going. I'm going. And then the light turns green. I wasn't supposed to be walking. It was jaywalking, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like one step in front of her car. I look over. I like see her right there. She's on her phone.
0: <laughs>
1: her car, this all happened like soul motion. She starts moving forward, coming at me, like probably that close to me. This all happened. I'm like half step into being directly in front of her car. She does not see me. She's on her phone. She's going. I do like a dead stop. I come to a dead stop. Mm-hmm. She just sk- skims past my knees. And I like fall, I fall back and like my heart was beating and she drove off and had no idea. She almost just hit me. I would have just flailed on her fucking trunk, roof, whatever.
0: You would have been roadkill.
1: Poor audio listeners didn't just see that. What was your- uh, (laughs)
0: wonderful example of what happened. um, That was, I've never actually, uh,
1: I've never almost been hit by a car. That was the only time.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something I'd like to avoid um, (laughs) in the future. But what did your assistant do? Did he like, he didn't like die? Did you notice- you noticed? Oh yeah, I was like, "Holy!" <laughs> your assistant didn't like dive and like take, like push you out of the way and get run over the car for you. No, was he like, I was worried I was going to need to go back on.
1: Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> he was like in the he was in the G wagon. You were like on your computer or something. That's funny. And I, and then I proceeded to cross the street. Wow, yeah, that was actually scary. I went into the bank and I was like, <sighs> <Is that laughs> yeah, "Yeah, yeah, that's funny." I'm lucky. Knock on wood that I don't get hit by a car. Never broken any bones. I'm doing pretty good thus far.
0: Yeah, I've never broken a bone. I broke well, apart from my back, but apart from my back, but you uh, broke your back. Yeah, I was skiing. Ooh, yeah, it wasn't too fun. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, back to ski racing. You were good though, right? Yeah, were you a good ski racer? Yeah, I think yeah. That, I think being like a high high level athlete definitely played a lot into my mental game as a trader because you learn a lot from under you know trading is super stressful yeah. like it's it's a probably one of the hardest mental sports ever because it's like you're playing with your own money yeah. right and you could lose it all like that but you mm-hmm. could also make a bunch of money so it's super emotional and it, you know if you're an athlete or if you're trading and you're mentally construed you're not going to be able to perform at your best you know what i mean if you're at the top you know if you're on the pitch right for a soccer game or you're about you know a qb about a you know, throw a touchdown. It's like if you're not mentally on, if you're thinking about something else or you're stressed, and you're anxious, you're not going to perform at your best. So, being able to be mentally fit, right? When you're trading or what, playing a sport. And I'm, you know, I'm sure people listening are athletes. Yeah. It's, and so they can appreciate that value is really important. And that all plays into the mental game of becoming a successful trader.
1: And it also takes that like just insane dedication. Like, I'm sure yeah. you skied every day after school. Oh yeah, every weekend and like year after year after year like
0: yeah, sticking with yeah.
1: experiencing that drive and then building that the character that you you probably built from that uh the dedication over the years and then being able to take that and you know, in a sense do the same thing with trading.
0: Yeah. Well, I actually quit skiing to well, I mean, Because I quit skiing when I was 16 and a half and I started trading when I was like 15 and a half, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of quit skiing with this idea that I wanted to become successful and I realized this sport. I'm not saying go quit a sport, right? But I'm saying what happened to me was I realized that I wanted to make money and you can only focus so much of your time towards one thing. And I was skiing all the time, you know, I was skiing yeah. fifty hours a week in the winter. Yeah, so I had no time to trade, to real estate, and school and social life. I just didn't have time, so I had to let something go, and that's something for me was skiing. And so now, you know, I'm glad I did because now I'm here, and yeah, I, you know, I've, I think I have a bright future in the stock market. But it's yeah. um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely like learning these valuable mental skills and realizing that it's not just all how much you know; it's like how how can you perform actually. I do I do like breathing when I trade. If I'm stressed out, cause you can't trade when you're Do you stressed out? This is a good
1: question. Do you get stressed out trading?
0: Yeah, oh yeah. It's hard it's hard not to. You know, if I'm yeah. if I'm down because sticking to a plan, right? Let's say you buy a contract, right? An option you're you're buying a risky option contract, you think the stock's gonna go up, so you buy a call, and all of a sudden it starts going down and all of a sudden you're you know, you're down fifty percent of the contract, but it hasn't hit your stop yet. It's like controlling like Emotion to think because you really have to think logically, you can't think emotionally. And that's you know, being anxious and saying, Oh no, I've lost too much money, I just don't want to cut my losses, or even worse, hit your stop loss and you thinking, All right, I'll, I'll make it back. I'll make you know what I mean. That's the worst, in my opinion, is when it something hits your stop loss, and or especially if it's a mental stop loss, obviously. Um, and you tell yourself, All right, I'll, I'll just go to the next one, yeah, you know what I mean. You have to have a defined stop loss that you're going to stick to, otherwise, what's the point? You know what I mean? If you don't have a defined stop loss, which is, I've had so many that, you know, I've learned that the hard way is where I've had stop losses and I didn't commit to them. Yeah. And I've lost all my money.
1: Yeah. Before I enter a trade, I I know exactly how much I'm willing to lose and how much I'm trying to make. And I think everyone should, right? It's part of creating a trading plan. But I used to get really stressed out trading and like, like I definitely still do. I'm not gonna say I don't get stressed, but I don't get as stressed. I think that's just with time. Yeah. And like with the callouts inside the mentorship, it's like it's a lot of pressure, right? Oh yeah. Because I know there's people watching. Like and, yeah. if I say, "Hey, I'm buying this stock," like hey, it's me, a ton of pressure. yeah. There might be a five, six, seven, two thousand other people buying the same stock or contract, right? So definitely knowing that there is people in a way like that, that people are in a in a sense relying on me or are relying on me. Yeah. Sure, that's pressure, but I, I, I can't yeah. believe it's like I'm not actually more stressed out over that than I am, which is really interesting. Well, you, you
0: learn like an athlete, you learn to perform under pressure, and it's like you yeah. know the best the best athletes perform under pressure, and that's what they that's what they do. Like in those clutch moments, they come through. You know, I have they a water. Can I, can, I, can I have a water? I need water. Yeah, can I also get a water? The
1: Red Bulls are out. This is not good. <laughs> We've got the Spry Gum though. We we need to make a oh, got it. We need gun? to make a Spry Gum joke. Oh, you got it. <laughs> you need to make a jo- gum joke in every episode.
0: Um, I
1: <laughs> I actually that gum clip. I we actually, posted the clip on the pod TikTok where you talked about your gum addiction and how you collect those cans, right? And that clip got like fifty thousand views. Yeah, that was crazy. Did we <laughs> upload? Did did we upload?
0: Yeah, no. clip? Okay. yeah, I did like fifty thousand views. To be fair, I read the comments, and a lot of them were like, "Wow, I just wasted thirty minutes of my life, thirty yeah. seconds of my life." But um, that's so funny. That's, that's what, what we people. Were I, but you know, if you watched at the end, I guess it was a riveting story. But it um, was. I one. actually did some research, and I found out the company that owns this gum. It's called Xlear. They make other dental hygiene products like toothpaste, mouthwash, um, and I DM them on Instagram. Did you actually stop?
1: No, you did not. <laughs> oh, you oh, this is like a full like yeah.
0: paragraph. And they have they is it on scene? Did they open it? I
1: don't know. They
0: haven't opened it? They haven't seen it yet. Okay, so it's better than being on scene.
1: I mean, I can DM them too if you want. We should get some sponsors. Hey, if you want to sponsor the podcast, uh, email yeah. us. We'll put an email. We'll put an email below. Yeah. Don't or don't yeah. random people please don't go email that email don't <laughs> don't waste our time. But I think it'd be cool to have a couple of sponsors. Just
0: yeah, but fun. anyways, I reached out to uh, Xlear or Sprite Gum, and I'm hoping to get a sponsorship.
1: I need to get sponsored by Red Bull.
0: <laughs> yeah, reach out to reach out to Red Bull. Can we
1: do that? Can we try to get a sponsor for Red Bull?
0: That'd be pretty cool.
1: I think. Imagine having a life would, lifetime supply at Red Bull, never having to buy that again. Like I spent so much money yeah. on Red Bull.
0: Well, something pretty funny was um. So I was in a frat fraternity in college and um big
1: frat boy over here I didn't even know that really? You wait I probably no I definitely did yeah you don't seem like a frat guy
0: no I'm not <laughs> your, it was a different I, I liked it was a cool frat I really liked a lot of the guys it wasn't um your stereotypical type of frat you know, There was a lot of yeah no, a lot of kids had like four O's and it was uh but it was really fun okay anyways uh my frat is sponsored by Red Bull
1: no yeah are you serious? yeah
0: so when we would stop yeah so when we would Host little functions. Um, Red Bull would come and they'd give us a big barrel of like. Are you? Are you kidding me? You ever see those? big... Can
1: someone help me? Like, can, can you, you, you reach those, out like, to someone and help them get Red I'm gonna Bull? Re- I'm like, a, so I can, can reach out to our,
0: the guy for us, okay. and maybe see if we can do some type of sponsorship. Yes, but, um, I. Uh, yes, they would show up with these huge barrels, just cases and cases of Red Bull. That's awesome. And we would throw it. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> so, and I'd always like take like twenty home. I'd always like. To steal some for myself, <laughs> like sick, but it was free. And we got a bunch of merchandise. Um, yeah, they pull up in the truck, the Red Bull or no, the Red Bull like Mini Coopers. They have like the Red Bull can. You ever seen those? Yeah. What is this water though? <laughs> yeah, it tastes like filtered. This, is, water. Not, uh, this is not. This is not what I ordered
1: in the in the, the mail. We we somehow I ordered it on Amazon. Pure life, healthy hydration, straight from the sewer waters. Yeah, that's some awful water. I like I normally don't, don't say water tastes awful, but this water tastes
0: I get awful. uncomfortable when there's more ingredients in water than there are. Wait, like
1: no, there's pasta. ingredients in
0: here? Yeah, there's ingredients in this water, which is Ooh. not just that's not just water. Which oh. is weird. I feel like it's way PA. Yeah,
1: that's uh wouldn't it, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. Why water straight from the streets like, of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I feel like it would be way more yeah, affordable for companies seven. not to put ingredients in water because it's just water. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah no. So, I don't think there's anything like Fiji water. That's my go-to Fiji water. Apparently, there's certain brands of water that put like some like sort of salt, like a little salt in it to make you more thirsty. I think Dasani does that.
0: Dasani and one other company, which is owned by Coca-Cola, um, well, probably this freaking Pure Life brand. Yeah, they probably put like they probably put like some hard drugs in it to get you not quenching control. my thirst at all.
1: Hmm. Anyway, hey, I think this has been a really great episode, yeah. and uh, I, well, uh, uh. <laughs> I've i been touching <laughs> your mic the whole day. <laughs> these things are annoying. I really actually want to get like uh, like something other than this, because yeah, I just I fidget with this all the time.
0: It's fun though.
1: Uh, I think yeah, we're good. Can,
0: get go- desk
1: clips one, can one we get desk clips?
0: It, I, I kind of like these.
1: Like, I don't know. These things annoy me, and I keep bumping into yours. I think we're going to have a guest on. Yeah. I think probably episode 4 probably you guys, episode 5 we're going to
0: guess. For listeners out there, uh, comment some people you'd like to have us on in the future. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Who would you like to have on the podcast? Comment below. Comment below if you're liking the podcast. Or uh, we should do like q and A Q&A next time too. Ask some questions. We'll yes, yeah, some questions. questions. That's yeah. a good idea. If you stuck till the end, if you stuck till the end, if you're interested in learning about trading, we'll put a uh, link in the description. It's the first link with the discount code. Go ahead, check it out. If you'd like, you can join the mentorship group, follow my trades, and learn exactly how to do what we've been talking about today. Yeah. Uh, but yeah,
0: sweet. I think that's I think that does it. We will see you all
1: in next week's episode. Thanks for watching. Later. Peace all right we got to put this in here a little legal disclaimer uh we are not financial advisors we cannot give any financial advice there is are you fuck off bro this man's playing fart sounds in the mic this is supposed to be serious all right turn that shit off No, bro, stop.
0: Okay, new idea. Just black screen, pre-recorded, white text.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) because this shit's not working. Can you, everyone just shut the fuck up. Can I record an audio clip, please?